Hallelujah. You can be seated. Thank you. Grab your Bibles. We're going to look at the final lesson today on praying in the Psalms, and we're going to review a little bit here. We're really only going through Psalm 64, so uh, because of all we're going to do in December, we're, we may come back at this in a, another year or so and finish the Psalms. But what we're looking at are various, in this particular case, 10 aspects of strength from prayer, or we could even say results of prayer that we find from the Psalms. And some are are especially unique, and uh, we'll see if we can get the first one up. They're going to they're gonna try to help us here. And we're looking, <clears throat> the first one's in Psalm 4, and we're just going to work our way through to Psalm 64. So we're just going to cover 60 of the Psalms. Uh, if we were doing half, we would have done 75, but we didn't do half. So we didn't think we were doing half when we started. All right. So uh, the first one is Psalm 4. Until they... Uh, Get it going. Uh, no, everything is off now. Um, if you just grab your Bibles and we'll, we're just going to look at uh, results of prayer from what the psalm teaches us. Now, Psalm 4 and 3 says, I, everybody got your Bibles? We'll do this. They'll, they may get that running here in a moment. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. Everyone say him that is godly. So God loves those that please him. If someone is ungodly, doesn't mean he doesn't love people. But he is when he is pleased, then that brings the favor of God. Anybody glad for the blessing of God on your life? Praise God. You may not have this or that, but the blessing of God is more important than all the Christmas presents in the whole world. So the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him, stand in awe and sin not, commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. So God answers the prayer of the godly. Can you say amen? All right, now number two, we're going to Psalm 5. We're just reviewing so we can get up to the sixth one. And we're looking at Psalm 5 and verse 1 and 2. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. And, of course, when you're talking that way, you're meaning from the Hebrew standpoint, consider what I am meditating on in my heart or my soul. So when you say meditation, consider what it is that I'm thinking in my heart or the meditation of my heart or the cry of my heart. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. So the Bible tells us that God hears or hearkens to or listens to sincere prayer. So give ear to my words, O Lord, consider what's what is in my heart. In other words, consider whether what is in my heart is sincere. Now, um, What the devil likes to do is make us believe that we are never going to be good enough, that no matter what we do, we're never good enough. Or see, I I see two. It's like a pendulum. Some people think God hears everything. No matter they could be murdering people. They think that God's our personal chef and and uh, barber and everything else. And God isn't paying a bit attention to them because they're living ungodly. But they think uh, they have God just thinks they're the cat's meow. Do you ever talk like that? i got to quit using uh, such metaphors. 
uh, the dogs bark. <laughs> no, we, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, so on the one hand, some people think that no matter what they do, God doesn't care a whit. And on the other hand, you have people that never believe they're good enough. And so they think that God is never listening to them. The fact of the matter is, when the meditation of your heart is sincere, he hears that prayer. He even knows when someone is praying. How many knows that God knows everything? See, God knows everything. Hallelujah. I, I, I had this revelation a couple years ago about, <clears throat> I was, I don't know, I'm not really up on it. And they were, they were making fun of me because I didn't know how to use a cell phone properly, supposedly. I said, this isn't a cell phone. This is a computer. All I want is to answer, hello, how are you? That's all I want. But it would do this, and you had to bark three times and all this stuff. And so I got to studying about how the cell phone worked because, to me, it just seemed uh, unbelievable. So I got to looking at it, and I realized that I could instantly, just by entering a certain number or code or whatever into the phone they have developed these the systems so much that the world is completely enveloped with uh satellite and so on that i could just enter a code within seconds i could be speaking to someone in china and as i was thinking about it and i had just been actually on the phone with someone across the world and then i remember all the people that said well how can god hear how can god know I mean, and I wanted to, and suddenly I realized, hey, men can build a system where we can talk to one another in just seconds. Well, hey, God's got a system. You don't even need the phone. You don't have to pay the money and you can do it instantly. Hallelujah. It seems impossible. But God also knows. Now, I don't think any phone systems worked it out to where they know your heart when you call. You could say this is the president of the United States of America. They wouldn't know if that, well, you would assume it's not true, but uh, they wouldn't know. But God knows the sincerity of your heart. And anybody here have needs that you're asking God to meet? Sometimes the needs are, are incredible. And uh, Sister, uh, Sister Graham's been in the hospital because she fell. She actually broke her hip. We've been in, uh, we'd known she was in critical shape, but we didn't know what exactly happened. And then finally got her to a hospital, and she had broken her hip. And... Uh, uh, I was amazed. She's well. I can't. I'm about to say her age. She's very young, and uh, and I was amazed at how awake and alive she was. I said, I can't even get a tooth pulled without literally having to have uh, the army give me a shot just so I can live through it. And she was just. It's just amazing. But uh, in the middle of all that, God answered prayer and helped her through the whole situation. And so she's recovering. Anybody thankful that God is there when you need him? Whatever you're facing, he knows all about it. And he knows what's in your heart. He knows our hearts today. That's why when we pray the Lord's Prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Literally, of course, all those mean, here, here, let's reword it so we're not actually praying it right now. Our Father, which art in heaven, may your name be hallowed. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Anybody here thankful that God meets every need all the time? He's there to meet every need that you have. Now, let's go back to the question of sincerity. Okay, so that's really what we're looking at here. Does God answer insincere prayer? Anybody want to uh, anybody wonder about that? 
Has anybody ever heard the King James uh, translation of you have not because you ask not or you have asked amiss? Anybody remember that little little phrase in there? You didn't get it because you ask insincerely or you ask amiss. Now that, that covers more than just insincerity. But uh, prayer that is sincere and not just urgent. I mean, urgent is important. Uh, I was at, uh, well, I was actually seeing Sister Graham, but I went in and, and I heard the, I was at the counter about to go back and, and they said, um, uh, we, there was a sign right there that said, we, we do not take you in order. You ever see that sign at a hospital? This is fairly new, but I see it all the time now. We don't take you in order. We take you in the, uh, by the severity of your uh, injury. That's what something, I, I'm not quoting it exact, but anyway, that was the idea. And I thought, well, that they've always done this, but now they're having to post. In other words, honesty in delivery is important these days. And so they had to say, we don't, just because you're in line right now doesn't mean you're next. I mean, we're going to get the person that has the greatest need. If somebody is bleeding to death on aisle, well, over here, uh, you don't say, well, I, my toe has really been bothering me. That There's a little difference between them. And so, yes, God knows. See, he knows the sincerity. He knows the urgency. But what's important is that God is the one that answers. There's lots and lots of people. Listen, let's say someone says, I don't even believe the Bible. I pray because does God honor? That? No, God does not honor that. When someone says, I don't believe what God says, but I pray to a God that they're praying to a God that's not answering their prayers. Whatever it is, happening, whatever good there may be. But when you pray sincerely as a child of God, how many are thankful that you know him and that he answers prayer? He doesn't answer because you're rich or you got a lot of money in the bank or who you are. Or you're famous or you were elected to something. No, no. God answers because he knows all about it. Praise God. One of the things that amazed me when I was studying the phones, I'm, I'm just going back to it. I know I need to hurry. I know I need to hurry. Um, was that you could call. Uh, they now have phones, which I've never seen. I've just seen it in, you know, uh, you know, on computers. I've never ever actually seen one or have one. Don't want one. Never plan to have one. But they now have phones that when you call, you come up in the room. Has anybody ever seen one of these? Yes, I've seen it. They call them holograms. So you, uh, so hello, mom, and mom pops up right in your room, which seems to me like a little scary. They kind of look like ghosts. So I, I don't plan to have one anytime soon. I don't even know how far along these things are. But, I mean, they're using them, but I don't know if they're selling them on the market or what. And so, uh, like, the idea is what, what they think that they're eventually going to be able to have it as though, now these ones that I was watching, you could see the person come up and they would, uh, hello, how are you? Everybody grab a pencil or whatever. It was more of like a business setting. And the person was there, but you could see through them. It was obvious that it wasn't them. Although I have seen, uh, I'm, I'm not an expert, okay? So don't, I, I'm not, ex I'm just saying what I saw. There is a hologram, not from the telephone, but a hologram uh, computerized or generated hologram that you could not tell by looking at it if that was a real person or not. 
You couldn't see through it. It looked like the person was standing there. You say, what are you talking about? Well, I'm, I'm saying that man can do all kinds of things that nobody ever dreamed they could do. And yet we tell God he, he can't hear all the prayers. It's like a billion people or 10 billion or five, whatever. What is the population? Let's say six or seven billion people. And, and they think that God can't hear. First of all, everybody's not praying, my friend. <laughs> and, and so when, when people pray, he hears. In fact, God knows everything going on in all of the universe. Well, that's one, one especially brilliant man from the university said, well, I, no, there's no such capability in the whole universe and I said well how would you know because there's only one person in the entire universe or uh, expanse we, cosmos or whatever you want to call it that has this ability so how would you know or not and yet we get a telephone company that just for so you can call somebody in Russia or, 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 or Thailand or whatever so you pick up the phone I don't even have my phone I never have my says French I'm sorry <laughs> she says I never have my phone but I usually do. I don't have it at the moment, but I, I know it's somewhere close. I, didn't bring, I probably didn't want to have to turn it off or whatever. So here, men, we can, we can have the people come right up in the room as we're talking and, and instantly and, and locate someone. Listen, so I'm on the corner in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for years. So here's the, here's the corner at Michigan Street and, and the lake, let's say, right there uh, at, where the interstate comes in. And so I'm standing here, and there's another preacher standing in Beijing on the corner or Shanghai or something like that. And they're standing on a corner, and I can push in a little code and know exactly where they are because my little phone is able to recognize that little phone no matter where it is. So they can do that. They can, we can talk to one another, and yet we don't think that we, God hears what we say. Folks, I want to tell you, you haven't convinced me. God hears prayer. Hallelujah. And he knows. See, we're talking about two things here. He hears it, and he knows how to do it. He's known from the very beginning. In fact, it's not hard for God. But we have all these eggheads telling us, well, God, this, oh, that's just not possible. All right, so let's go to number, that's only number two. Let's go to number three, and, uh, and that's Psalm 5. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and, and, will, and will look up. I'm going to lift my head. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall... How many notice I underlined that? Can you see it? Oh, is it up? Oh, we still don't have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. In other words, it's not, well, we've already been there. Let's just read fast. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness. Now we're, we're at verse 8 and 9, because of mine enemies. So lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness, because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face, for there is no faithfulness in their mouth, that is, my enemies. Their inward part is very wickedness. And then um, let's keep going. Oh, God, let them fall by their own counsels. I know we did this last time, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. 
Okay, so we, there's a lot there, but let's just look at the very, verse, very last verse, verse 12. Lord, thou wilt bless the righteous. He didn't say, I'm going to bless the evil. God does not bless the evil. No, there is judgment that comes to evil. Someone's, uh, someone's robbing you. Someone came the other day and said they had sto- one of our saints had broke in their home and so on. Uh, I'm going to tell you, folks, uh, if you think that you can be evil and you have the same. Now, many people that are evil think they're the hot dog. I mean, they're doing it. But let me tell you, my friend, God is not giving you favor when your heart is filled with evil. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. So righteous prayer causes God to take your enemies on. How many are thankful for that? All right, so that's, uh, that's the next one. I, I don't have them numbered, so i got to go quick so I don't run out of time because we've got to get them all in today. All right, now let's look at Psalm 6. Now we're going to work from chapter 4 to chapter 64, all right? So depart from me, verse 8 of, chapter, of Psalm 6. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication. So there we have the word. Everybody say weeping. So sometimes prayer is associated with tears. Now, many, many times uh, I find that men are especially uh, in our culture. Men are especially not every culture, but in, in American culture, we've uh, we've got kind of a macho-ness that is uh, tells us that for men to weep is undignified doesn't matter that jesus wept doesn't matter that in the bible they wept uh, of course that's a separate culture but so here and i'm not saying that you got to be weepy now some of us you know i'm a little more weepy than the average guy but uh it's because i just told myself a long time ago and well, i'm i'm going to have uh, i'm going to let myself be what i am i'm not going to let hollywood or some football league tell me that whether i can weep or not if somebody's going to hell i want to be able to weep over their soul if somebody has a need and so on. So he says, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. He heard this. That's another way of saying he heard my weeping or the sound of the weeping. Praise God. So in other words, he sees you, whatever it is. Now, Revelation says he bottles the tears of his saints. They're not a single tear that is shed. Now, so what are you what are you going to do? You say, I never weep. Well, then none of your tears are being bottled. Now, I know that's symbolic. I know that, I, I mean, I, I, I'm quite sure that he, it simply means he holds them himself. And whether there's an actual bottle, no. If I get to heaven, now, I don't, I don't want anybody mad at me. If I get to heaven and there's a giant bottle and all of your tears are in it, uh, I don't want you saying, nah, 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 okay? I just, I'm not suspecting there's this giant bottle. And the Bible says he takes the tears and he, this is revelation. The point is that weeping affects God it touches the very heart of God and therefore the point here is that God accepts the prayer of the righteous he he hears it he listens and and uh, sincerity is sometimes how, how many knows that if someone is talking to you and they begin to weep that that says something right along with what they're saying you see <laughs> I'm trying to be very careful um, I'm not saying that you should be weeping. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when someone begins to, I, I've talked to guys, and then all of a sudden a tear, they're biting the back. Mm, mm, mm. But the tear comes, what does that tell me? That tells me more than their words. It tells me that something is affecting them in a way, and God sees your tears. 
He collects them. He said he did. And then he hears the voice of your weeping. Can we just lift our hands and say, Lord, I know that you're already on the job. You're listening to what's happening in my life. And I thank you for it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Everyone say amen. He receives or accepts the prayer of the righteous. He receives it. He hears it. And, uh, and it's affected by everything that I'm doing. Some people pray like this. Our God. God. And uh, I know it sounds like I'm being a little... Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to make a point, but I'm having a hard time. Uh, uh, God. And they wonder why they don't get anywhere. And then they'll come to a Pentecostal and they'll say, I don't understand why you pray so hard and, and you're jumping up and down. Jesus, help me, Jesus. Well, to me, it just makes sense. If you're sincere, I'm not saying that you ought to be screaming and howling every single second. But sincerity, let's say you're going to ask someone's hand in marriage just like you ask for a hot dog at the hot dog stand. May I have a hot dog? I want mustard on that, please. Oh. I want to marry you. What do you think? I'll tell you what you need to tell that guy. <laughs> okay, so in other words, he hears prayer, and, and what we do shows what our own sincerity. He knows he hears the weeping of his saints and gives you authority over your enemies. Let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let's lift our hands and thank God for that. Lord, I pray against every evil force and every enemy. I pray against racism. I pray against evil, the theft of uh, people's hearts and minds. I pray against the adulterous generation in which we live. May they be ashamed, O Lord, and may your glory be revealed in your people. All right, so let's go on to the next one. I wish, some, Sister Finch, are you able to keep up? Which no, You don't know which one I'm on. Uh, I could tell you if you give me a second. I'm going to have to do this because I've got to know if I'm going to make it. Okay, I'm, I'm, this is halfway, so that tells you a lot right there. <laughs> but we have to do it. Okay, so <clears throat> we're at Psalm 17, so we're skipping from 6 to 17. Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer. Hold up my, so we're at 17 verse 1, and then we're going to read verse 5. Hold up my going in thy paths that my footsteps slip not. Now, I've, I've, uh, I would have had it up here, but um, I'm going to read now from another translation for verse 6. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Can you say amen? Anybody hear that? So when I call on the Lord, you will answer me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can we just thank him for the, our, our ability to enter into the presence of the Lord, to have a holy place where we can talk to God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I wish I could encourage some of you to pray more, to pray more, and, and, uh, and to pray sincerely. So I call upon you, for you will answer me. Incline your ear to me. Hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O Savior, of those who seek refuge from their adversaries at your right hand. That's what prayer is. Prayer is finding protection. So the devil's coming for you. The devil, the doctor says, it's cancer. Your baby is not going to make.
make it through the night. But guess what happens? There's a place you can step right next to the hand of God and you can begin to seek the face of God and you've entered right into heavenly places. And the devil says, no, no, we've got him. And God says, oh no, I heard the voice of my people crying and he touches them right there. I was talking to some doctors or whatever recently about some recent studies about faith and prayer. And, of course, people that are connected to uh, hospitals and, and death and all that's going on in the when sickness and all that, they, it was amazing the difference in people that said, I'm believing, I trust God, I'm believing God, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, if you're, if you're 50 and you're praying that you'll be 25, I'm just telling you that prayer is not going to be answered. You see what I'm saying? Some people pray just that that's not prayer. That, there's a word for it, but I can't use it here. It starts with an S and ends in stupid. You just cannot. I'm mean, trying to spell it, Sister French. I'm trying not to say things like that. It, to, to say, Lord, make me wealthy. To pray that kind of prayer. And the, and the little girl next to you can't even get a doll for Christmas. And you don't have a, you don't have a dime to spare. See, that kind of praying is foolishness. True prayer says, I don't know what I'm going to have tomorrow, but I know that I'm holding the hand of the one that can answer my prayer. Hallelujah. The doctor says it's cancer, but God is bigger than cancer. Hallelujah. He heard my prayer, and he becomes my protector. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And then verse 8 says, oh, oh, we don't have that either. Keep me as the apple of the, of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. So this whole Psalm 17 is about prayer and how you, in, you end up under the shadow, which is another way of saying uh, uh, protection. Like, uh, of course, uh, a mother um, eagle, let's use that illustration. The eagle's wings cover them and the and 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 she watches for them way up in those mountain uh nests and so on okay let's go to psalm 32 um <clears throat> am i now at six sister and you have to help me i know you have grandbabies but you have to help me all right so i think we're at number six a uh, brother uh, uh, somebody that can uh, sister Rich, are you going to help me or are you okay are we at six do i need to go off Okay, I'm going to go off one more time, but I, I can only do so much here. Oh, I lost it. Okay. See what I mean? I'm having to go. All right, number. Yes, we're at number six. Psalm 32. For, we're beginning at verse six. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters... They shall not come nigh unto him. That is the person that prays. Thou art my hiding place. Everyone say, thou art my hiding place. See, this is a little different. I know that, uh, that you could say, well, that's just protection. We've already, we only have nine. But no, no, no. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, contend here that 
to be in a hiding place. <laughs> oh, oh, now that's a little different than, than just, hey, mommy, you know, uh, give me another worm. I'm up here in the eagle's nest, and he's, and he's protecting me. I know that protection is part of what this is referring to because it's referring to, if you have your Bibles, how many have your Bibles, all right? Thou mayest be, for this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found, surely in the floods of great waters. In other words, just like when, uh, well, just like in the great flood of Noah and, and everyone is being destroyed, there is a place where you can be hidden away from the storm. In other words, it really is a reference to the flood. And so uh, just like the family of Noah was captured and, and God gave them a hiding place, they shall not come nigh unto thee. That is the, the flood waters will not destroy you because God has given you a hiding place. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Amen. So God is a hiding place of protection. Does anybody need a hiding place of protection in the Lord? Praise God. Well, the answer to that is everybody needs a hiding place in the Lord. And someone who says they don't is probably not uh, thinking about it. Okay, let's go to number seven. Now, we're, we're going to Psalm 55. Give ear unto my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the enemy, because of the, oppress, uh, the oppression of the wicked. In other words, they're crying out because of evil and uh, trouble. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. So here we're talking about God helping in time of your trouble. That is trouble that's coming from evil forces, not just evil in general. Like there's evil on a television or a radio or whatever. But we're talking about an actual evil person. There was a sister that uh, was attacked by a man. It's a true story. I know it's true because I know the person that prayed the prayer. I know and heard it myself. I know it is true. Uh, unless you think they don't tell the truth, and I'm telling you they tell the truth. And so the, the man attacked them. Her was an older lady and grabbed her purse and was going to, of course, run off with it. But, <clears throat> but when he grabbed her, and I'm not sure exactly what all went on in the struggle, but there was a struggle, and she instinctively cried out, Jesus, like that, very loud, <laughs> Jesus, which when you say Jesus like that, you're saying, help me, I'm in trouble, that kind of thing. Of course, God knew it, but you understand. Someone said, why should I pray? God knows it. 
To which I say, well, so in other words, you never talk unless people don't know a frazzling thing. In other words, if your wife married you 55 years ago, 155 years ago, and then you, you, she knows that I love her, so he, she already knows it. I'm not going to say it again. You know what? Those people that said that, they're not married 55 years. Um, no, that, that's not working. To, to pretend that God ought to give you whatever you need because he knows about it. It's like saying, okay, to your boss. Okay, this is the same exact thing, by the way. Boss, I don't want to work a frazzling second, but I want every dime coming to me. I want to be hired. I want you to just send me the money, but I'm not going to work a single work. Just try that someday. But see, that's the way some people, what they really mean is I don't care. I don't believe in God. I'm not, per, I don't have any need for God whatsoever. That's what they really mean. The fact of the matter is, though, when someone realizes that I need God, for example, for their salvation, they say, Lord, I need you for salvation in my life. I need you to help my marriage. I need you to change the situation that I'm in. And so it is that God is able to answer prayer. And so the sister cries out, Jesus very loud, and the fellow that had her purse let go and dropped to the ground. And she scrambled, and they got the phone and got the police. Somebody was on the corner, and they came around, and the man was dead. And they said, I'm, I'm almost quoting the story from Sister, oh, I was about to say who it was. Uh, uh, do you know who I'm talking about, Sister French? You don't know who I'm talking about. And the police said, what did you do? She said, I, 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 I didn't do anything. I just prayed, Jesus. They said, well, this man's dead. She said, well, I didn't do what Jesus did. <laughs> now, not, that wasn't supposed to be funny, but you understand. I mean, it's not, it's not a bit of funniness in it. But the fact of the matter was, that man arrogantly thought that it didn't matter. He was a young man. He could do whatever he wanted. But I tell you, God can protect his people. And he does protect them. You say, well, I don't believe that story. Well, that's your prerogative. So he answers prayer and saves you from your enemy. All right? Let's go to Psalm 55 and verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be shaken or moved. Sister French, what number am I on now? <clears throat> Is it seven or eight? Yeah, I hope it's eight because, all right, so uh, now Psalm 118, I'm throwing this in. The Lord is on my side. This is the kind of scripture we need to read together. I will not fear what man can do unto me. So he never permits the enemy to shake you beyond the limits, and no enemy can remove you from God's protective care. Can we just lift our hands and thank God for that? Lord, you can never, no one can ever remove me from your protective care. Praise God. Now, I didn't say that you wouldn't suffer death, that you would never have issues. That's not what I said. I've, I got two more, so I've got to hurry. I didn't say that you'd never be sick. I never said that you would live and lick lollipops. I didn't say that. I said you would never be moved from God's protective care. So no matter where you are or what you're doing, have you ever been in something you didn't understand, but you said, Lord, I'm going to hold on. You know what's going on here. Hallelujah. 
All right, so we didn't say it was going to be one big fun land. All right, now let's go to Psalm 61, then we'll go to 64. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Praise God. Anybody want to be led to that place? The power of his name lifts you above overwhelming circumstances. Praise God. And so he prays the prayer. Amen. Now we're almost done, folks. They're going to they're roll me out of here. Lead me to the rock. That's a prayer you can pray. A rock that is higher than I, greater than I. Verse uh, 1 says, For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in the tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. One more. Let's go to uh, Psalm 64. Now, uh, I'm going to read it from a, a simplify. I'm going to simplify the translation. Uh, the King James starts, Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. Now, I'm going to read it, about four or five verses, and I have just enough time. Everybody say, Praise the Lord. All right, so I'm going to read it from a, I'm going to simplify the translation, all right? I teach Greek and Hebrew. I could do this myself, but uh, I'm going to read it from a simplified translation. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their bitter words like arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. Someone was telling me the other day about someone that had lied on them. They had actually done it. But they said this person had done it. And they said to me, how do I protect myself? They said, I don't know if you can, but there is a God that can protect you. There's a God that can give you what you need. They encourage each other, meaning these evil people, to do evil and plan how to set their traps in secret. Who will ever notice, they ask. See, this is a simplified translation of the Hebrew. As they plot their crimes, they say, we have devised the perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and mind are cunning, but God himself will shoot them with his arrows, suddenly striking them down. Their own tongues will ruin them. That's the first part of verse 8, all right? So, let's, uh, so God protects us from the plots of your enemies, which are unknown to you. They are over there getting ready to shoot the arrow. This is the symbolism that, the psalmist gives us here. You don't know it, but God knows it. In other words, he's taking care of you when you don't even know what's going on on the other side. Anybody thankful that God knows all about it? Let's stand together. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to move out of the way almost just barely in time. Praise team is coming. We're going to slip into the service, and uh, we're going to have a great time together. But could we just lift our hands and thank the Lord for his word today? Have